Welcome to the Metal Maven Podcast, where we explore and discover the process and passions of artists in the metal music and art community. I'd like to welcome our second guest to Metal Maven Podcast, Isaac Delahaye. He's currently the lead guitarist in Epica and has been an active guitarist for around 15 years, has also played for Mayan and God Dethroned. He has an exciting new offering to share with the metal community called College of Metal, an online platform providing practical and in-depth lessons from professional metal musicians and industry leaders. Welcome, Isaac. How are you? Doing really good. How about you? I'm doing great. I am (laughs) ready for a nap, but I'm here with you right now. It's weird. It's like you're just waking up and I'm about ready to go to bed, but this is how we have to do this thing. Exactly. (laughs) You're the first one to talk to, and and probably for you, I'm the last one to talk to. I know. Hey, I'm fine with that, as long as you are. <laughs> yeah, sure. Some some coffee, and I'm good to go. Oh, I you know what? I wish, but I'd never get to sleep. <laughs> so let's so let's talk a little bit more about College of Metal. Sure. Uh, in your launch video, you mentioned teaching guitar for 20 years. How did that? begin for you and eventually lead to the present moment, opening your online school. What was that journey like? Um, well, I started teaching, I think, around the age of maybe 16. It was back in high school when uh, one of the teachers there, he was teaching chords to a couple of students, like after school hours. And um, But since his students became better, <laughs> He couldn't handle it himself anymore, so uh, he needed someone who who could teach those students a little more than he could, because that was just limited to strumming and a couple of chords. So that's when he asked me to um, do the more advanced uh, students. So I started teaching uh, two hours, that was weekly, um, at high school for peers. And uh, that was good fun. And then soon after that, I also started teaching electric guitar at the youth department in my hometown. Uh, sort of part of the cultural education of the city, so to speak. And uh, that were pretty much just uh, private lessons, one-on-one. And in the meantime, I went to College of Music. And then after that, I started um the pop rock department for two different music academies here in Belgium. And uh, so that was, you know, kind of new because in Belgium, you didn't really have such a, you, you can play either classical guitar, which I did from seven till 17, or you could play jazz, um, but like pop and rock that never really was a option. And uh, so I started two of those departments and still was doing private lessons. So that's, and now I started this online thing because I thought either I, I pick up private lessons again or I target a more international or wider audience and I chose the latter. So that's been the, the journey, like uh, from from just teaching my friends at school, so to speak, too, trying to teach the world. <laughs> nice. So this concept of College of Metal, was it something that you had thought about for a while? Or 
was it a moment of inspiration and you got to work really quick? I mean, you've been, you've been teaching for a long time, so it, it just seemed like a, a natural next step. Yeah. I mean, uh, it was, it wasn't something that I planned very, very long in advance. It was pretty much, um, part of, uh, as you might've noticed, Epica isn't touring at the moment. So I had some time on my hands and I thought this is the right time to, if I want to do something on the side or just like Mark has Mayan or uh, Simone is doing the photography or everyone has like his side project or, or things you still want to do next to the band. And usually there's not a lot of time to do that. But so I started thinking and also picking up a couple of really awesome books, which you know, reading those books led to the the thought of creating College of Metal. And just quickly uh, referring to the books, uh, one of them is the Four Hour Work Week of Tim Ferriss, which was great because you know this this guy is just living his dream, so to speak, which is a couple of hours work. But obviously, it's not that simple. So he's explaining everything in that book, but the principles behind it are very. Uh, very cool, but there's also other books like the 80-20 principle or, uh, you know, the, the magic of thinking big and, and stuff like that, you know. So I was just on this reading trip, so to speak, and one book led to the other and then one thought led to the other. So that's when I started to create College of Metal because, you know, let's say that I picked up private lessons, then from the time or, or from the moment that Epica would do something again, I would have to stop doing that. So that led me to the idea of doing it online. And then I thought the same thing. If I want to create lessons every, probably, you know, that feeling with a podcast, you know, if you need to create a new episode every time again, uh, you need time for that. So the same thing, if Epica would go, on full power again, I wouldn't have time. So that's when I thought, well, why don't I, you know, talk to the people I know in the industry because I happen to know a lot of professional musicians um, because I've been in this job, so to speak, for, for a couple of years. So, you know, that's how the, the whole idea uh, started. And it, and it happened once I... Once I got the, the initial idea, it started growing automatically. And that kind of told me that it was a good idea because if not, it would just die and nothing would have happened. So that's how it started. <laughs> so it's just maximizing your time and using the contacts that you've already had and just kind of staying in that flow. How long did everything take to put together? I mean, uh, you can be specific too. Like maybe it's the the Epica bundle. Obviously, everything was already recorded. So, um, like as 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 songs. So I just had to transcribe all the guitar tabs. That took me, let's say, for every song, it's around. Oh, another very cool book which I have to mention first is uh, "Build Your Business in Ninety Minutes a Day." <laughs> And that was the first book. It was very small. And the first book that I actually picked up to like starting to read again, you know, 
when I had some time. And, uh, and this was basically also talking about the 80-20 principle and said that, well, if you just focus on your business for 90 minutes a day, even if you don't have a business and you start thinking about it for 90 minutes a day, then you'll see tremendous change. So I thought, you know, I'll give it a try. And actually it's in, not, in bits of 90 minutes that I built College of Metal. Um, so I would pretty much just write a whole song and, uh, or a guitar tap in 90 minutes. So if you only have a limited set of time, that's the, the Parkinson uh, principle, then you, you're like the shorter you make your deadline, the more focused you're going to uh, work. And that's exactly what I did. So um, let's say uh, preparing the actual lessons, because it's one thing to play a song, but it's a whole other thing to explain it, actually. So I had to write it out. It's like just go through the songs and what is the stuff that people should have to watch out for or you know any particular things in the song so that took a while let's say for every song one day and then i recorded in november uh when to record the actual videos and then it got edited which that that took the, the longest time so the whole process i would say was uh october november december January. let's say four months which is a long time in my head, but <laughs> it's like broken up into just small, small bits a day. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, uh, I, I also have, you know, I wanted to concentrate on other things too, because this was the time where I finally wasn't on the road. Right. So if I would just, uh, be in my home studio all day and, forget about friends and family that wouldn't be the best business to start with. Right. So <laughs> I really wanted to try out the concept of that 90 minutes a day and just, you know, focused attention. So, and, and it really worked. Yeah. It's also, a if I knew this, like back when I started playing guitar, I, I probably would have um, paid a lot more attention to that everything is 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 the right timing like this is just the time you were meant to launch this project growing up i mean there was no such thing as the internet <laughs> so you know you were discussing that i think in your introductory video and i know you have a bachelor of music and you've obviously learned from a higher education but before that when you were starting out baby delahaye <laughs> how did <laughs> how did how did you self-teach and enrich yourself with the knowledge to play guitar? Well, um, Baby Delay, uh, he started playing guitar when he was seven, classical guitar. So, um, as I said, it was either classical guitar or then jazz guitar would be from the moment you're around 18 years old. So I only had one option. Um, and I hated it because maybe you also know that I wanted to be a drummer. So you wanted to at least be a musician. You weren't forced into this at all. <laughs> well, I was actually. I wanted to be a drummer because I was forced to go to music academy. And and that sounds very harsh, but it wasn't like that. You know, as as me and my siblings, we were 
um, we had to go obviously to school, but then also we had to go to art classes to, uh, we had to do uh, sports and we had to go to music academy. It was like our parents were, uh, you know, kind of pushing our cultural development, I guess. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a good thing though. You're just making uh, you well-rounded and opening you up to new experiences. You're, you're, yeah, they'd say you're better for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, we had to go to music academy and I, the first year is only um, like more theory. Obviously, you first need to read the notes or be able to read the notes uh, before you start an instrument. So the first year is only starting to read notes and rhythm. And um, so then at the end of the year, I had to pick the instrument I wanted. And so I went back to my dad and I said, I want to play drums. And he said, no way, because... I wasn't the only one at home, you know, so it was a busy, crowded house already. And I guess he didn't want that noise or whatnot. So I thought, okay, I'll go back. I'll, I'll get back to him and I'll choose trumpet or something like blow the trumpet all day long and make him regret that decision. But uh, <laughs> for some reason, I ended up playing guitar, probably because a lot of my friends were doing the same thing. And, um, so yeah, that's how I picked up classical guitar. Didn't really like it up until a point where um, my teacher said, you know, you you don't really practice, but you're you're still a little better than average. So what what if we just make a deal and you start practicing a little more, and uh, and you'll see that you eventually will get really good and maybe you can have a career or something like that. And and this is actually the, the point in time, I must have been around 13, 14, something like that. Um, and that's the point where I really started to like playing guitar. So yeah, uh, and, and as you said, it, there was no internet. So I had this teacher and I was playing classical. And by the time I was 11, I got my first electric guitar. And uh, I didn't really touch it the first couple of years because the neck was a lot thinner than a class compared to a classical guitar. And uh, I had to play with my with a guitar pick, whereas classical guitar is using the right hand fingers. So I couldn't really play a lot. And, and you know, the, I had a small amp which didn't sound the way I wanted because I wanted it to sound like Pantera, but I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, but slowly, and uh, that's around the time I was maybe 14, then I, I started picking up these sheet music, like the books. So I, there was a local music store and they had some, some books from like Steve Vai or Dream Theater Stuff like that, you know, and I picked it up and tried to understand what the hell it was they were doing, but I couldn't make much sense out of it. So I just would would noodle around and try to come up with something that was close enough. And and then soon after that, I would start my own band with a couple of guys at school. And that's where things like kind of um, started because... 
we had to learn how to make a song and, and make it interesting and it had to sound like, I don't know, Pantera or Machine Head or Metallica. Um, so, so that's where it took off. And, and then it was just kind of trial and error and just look at the peers. What, what are they doing? What, what, you know, maybe they have a VHS. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if you ever watch like VHS of like, live shows or something to see you could kind of I suppose not yeah. even did enough to see the hands but I mean at least it was something <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah like try to get more information right and if you compare it to these days as a kid it must be both really easy but also really overwhelming because there's so much out there now so that's also what I refer to in my launching video like there's overabundance and that's what i hear a lot of times that people have a hard time still with this flow of information it's still apparently difficult to know what to play you know but a lot of it back in the days for me was also like uh, just listen to the album like listen 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 to that one riff and try to figure it out yourself uh, because there was no sheet music or whatnot but Obviously, Dream Theater, Steve Vai, Satriani, they all had their sheet music because it's very technical and very challenging. So everyone wants to be like them. But your average band didn't have sheet music. And it still is like that, I think. And that's part of the reason why I created College of Metal. The average band doesn't, doesn't really have a, a sheet music publishing deal or whatever, you know, so... Let's get into your, the schools of learning that you provide in College of Metal. So you have one side that's music and the other is for business. Uh, in your experience, do most bands starting out generally, they, sh they would only generally have the music side, like mostly under control, not probably not completely. With mm -hmm. your knowledge, what you encounter and what you encounter through touring with support acts who are new blood in the business what are metal bands starting out usually lacking and how does your program help guide them down a successful path well that's a good question and it's not <laughs> easy to answer because it can be a whole bunch of things of course um like you said let's say that you have a band which is um uh supporting like just they just came around the corner they got the support slot of a bigger band so supposedly their music is okay they just need to grow their audience and i guess they need to grow their um, capacity to invest because eventually if you want it or not your band will be kind of a business you know it, you're not gonna tour the world for fun only you, you need to get some return on investment, so to speak. So I guess the biggest problem there is because let's say we've toured a lot in the US and usually, and especially back in the days when I was playing with God Dethroned, it's a tough jungle, you know, like you had to go from point A to B, which in the US is a lot, uh, the distances, much bigger than point A to B in Europe, for instance, because Paris and Brussels in Europe is really close. But in the US, if you go from one big city to the other, you can travel for a day easily. 
And um, so you need a lot of money for gas. That's sometimes already tough. I've seen bands who, really good bands, who had a hard time to find that money to to um, go from A to B. So what I'm not saying is that, you know, with College of Metal and the business department, which I'll start soon, that once you listen or learn from that, that all your problems will be gone. They won't because you need that kind of faith, right? You need to mature. But either way, so that's how it is. But I can point out things. And, and um, so there's a lot that could be wrong. So that's why it's really hard to point out um, a specific thing. But, but either the production side isn't what they're focusing on. So they have their act together, but it looks silly or, or, you know, or gear. I've seen a lot of bands that didn't really take care of their gear. And therefore in the middle of the set, it would just shut off or stuff would happen. And it happens with me from time to time, you know, that's what happens if you tour, but if you take care of it and you have good gear and you just, um, you know, pay attention to stuff like that. If you just cut the, the chances of that happening, then that's a better thing, especially if you're not known, because if my string, uh, like if my amp dies for a second, people would even cheer for it, right? Like, <laughs> Isaac's amp died. Whereas if it happens with a support band, it's like, oh my God, they're so unprofessional. You know the difference, or you see the difference there. So, yeah, that's just a couple of things I can think of now. But um, yeah, I know maybe it, it's the question might be like too specific. But are you going to try to continue adding videos to the business side that would be for bands at various stages and different situ different situations they may be in? Well, yeah. So. For instance, what I've planned now as a first, uh, so the business side will be like this. I want to talk to like the insiders, right? Like managers, bookers, maybe people from labels, but I all want to see it from the perspective of that starting band. And, you know, what is a starting band? Because you could also say that maybe Epica is still a starting band compared to being Metallica, right? So, um, I guess everyone can take something out of those things. So um, soon I'll be talking to Daniel and he's the manager from uh, for Epica. And I will uh, look at it or ask questions from that starting band perspective. So I'll, I'll also send out in the newsletter, I'll send out this question like, what, what do you want to ask to the Epica manager? Is there anything you, you have prob problems with? And we can discuss that. So um, that, that's the plan. And hopefully that will help people out there. So yeah, it's, it's like seen from that perspective as a starting band, but you know, you, you can be, <laughs> you can be playing for 15 years and still think that there's a lot of stuff you have to, um, make better or stuff you need to put your hands on right yeah let me see how i want to form this question now that we've discussed the industry lessons 
I mean, are you going to try to have more technical versus industry lessons? You know, keep it balanced, or do you feel like more technical videos and lessons are like your meat and potatoes of College of Metal? Well, it's kind of go with the flow, right? I just started this. So obviously I have a whole big plan in my head, but you know, reality and you know how it's never the way it's in your head. Um, So I know kind of the direction, but what I don't want is that this would be like for, for if it's too technical, it, it's not what my plan is, right? I don't want it to be for people who are really, 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 really good only. And um, so that's also like, if you would have a look at how the Epica lessons are, I mean, Epica is not uh, dream theater or like this technical or, or, or Steve Fi stuff. It's not like that, you know, it's just a metal band with, with riffs. And then sometimes there's a guitar solo or a more technical part, but, it's a blend of everything. And if you just take out the guitar part, then it's not that technical most of the times. Um, and so that, so that's the approach. We learn songs and we learn how to play them. And you also learn that not the song isn't a solo from start till finish, which is hard. If you're a beginner, I had the same thing. I thought it was, you know, the new Steve Vai. I was sitting in my room and wing, wing, wing. <laughs> so that was good fun. But then if you start a band, you figure out, damn, I also need riffs and I need other stuff as well. And um, so that can be tough. So either way, it's, it's not, the plan is not to only bring show-offs, like let's see what I can, or you know, look look at what I can play and, and try this. That's not the plan. It's really like, oh, you like this music? Well, I'll bring the guitar player and I'll put a camera in front of him and let him show you how it's done or her. It has to be fun as well. Yeah, exactly. You know, like, like I said, I, I had as a kid, I, I bought these books from the technical guys. And if that's your starting point, well, then good luck yeah that's that's not the approach but obviously if the band like i can imagine that even if i say oh the stuff epica is playing is not technical i can imagine for some people they think well (laughs) i think it's really challenging but you know it's it's if if i show you like this is the difficult part that's why i play it this way or this I use this different technique. You know, most guitar players would play it like this, but I change things around and blah, blah, blah. You know, if I just shove some sheet music under your nose and like, good luck, that, that's a different thing, right? So that's the approach. And also, as I said, with the business stuff, the same thing. Like I could obviously go into a lot of details there, but you know, it's just like, hey guys, this is happening, this is your problem, and maybe you need to look at it from this perspective and then see for yourself. And if you like it, you can still discover more in this or that area. Well, it's also good that you're you're going to ask, you know, your potential subscribers, like, you know, what do you want to learn from me? I mean, I think that's a, a teacher. It's what, you know, what a teacher should do as well. It's not just saying, 
this is what I'm showing you saying like, Hey, what would you like to learn from me? Like, what can I provide you? Yeah, exactly. Because, um, I was a beginner once, but, uh, and at some level I'm still a beginner, but you know, it's, it's been a while that I've played in a band, which didn't sell anything. And, and, you know, like really starting from scratch. So, I don't know if the world changed in the meantime or, you know, so I think it's, why would I decide what's good for a, for a band to know? And, and that's why I want to ask them. It's also less stressful. Like you don't have to think of this stuff. Like you're going to ask them and they'll let you know what they need. Exactly. I mean, the same with, um, this, the same with the lessons I did, you know, I just asked them, which are the songs you want me to cover? And not that this was absolute power or something, because mm-hmm. I had a couple of ideas. But then I saw that certain songs were, were like chosen very often, which weren't on my list. So I changed the list because I'm not doing it for me. You know, I know how to play the songs. I know how to how to do it. It's, it's for the other people. Right. So and what I also did was just look online like uh, on, on YouTube, which Epica songs are covered most. And then usually if you listen to them, they're, well, sorry to say, but they're full of mistakes. So that's how I ended up doing a couple of other songs. So do you plan to incorporate, you know, various instruments and, you know, including voice as well into potential lessons? As long as I don't have to do it. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah so indeed that's the plan like my the plan now is obviously to get the whole thing started and it just started with one guitar course for epica uh so the plan is to have multiple guitar courses for multiple um metal bands and i'm working on that um once that is established then i could go with exactly you know i could go uh, ask drummers or bass players, uh, singers. So that that's the big plan indeed. But I think first I need to kind of start with the whole guitar department that's closer to my home. Eventually it, it, it will happen, yeah. This feels like a passion project for you. You know, it's everything you wanted for your younger self. And now as a, a successful and seasoned musician, you can provide tons of professional experience, you know, with the click of a button. Thinking of your past self, how does it feel having brought College of Metal into the world? Well, it feels, uh, it's a privilege, you know. Yeah. Because as a kid, as I said, you know, you, you start out being 14 maybe, and, and the mountain you look up to just seems... Uh, so steep and high you know it's like uh how in the hell will i get there and then oddly enough now i can tell that i that i climbed the mountain so to speak you know um because i still remember going to a pantera show back in 2000 and and that was in ancien belgique uh, a venue in brussels and i remember being there and like Wow, that was just a great show, and and finally I saw like this is really the band which shaped me as a kid and um, or as a musician. 
Um, and then years later, I played there myself, like sold out shows and, and I'm there eating backstage in the same room they probably were eating, you know, stuff like that. I know, it makes it so glamorous backstage and it's like, it's really chilled out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a cool venue, you know, and, but then, back then, I thought, you know, they're getting, and they probably were because they were way rock and roll than I am, but they were, they are probably getting wasted there and <laughs> maybe smoking some pot. <laughs> it's like you said, like, I pretty much lived a dream, if you can use that expression, right? So, um, and I'm just really happy that, and I thought, you know, this is the time exactly, like, uh, if you say it's passion, well, it's like, okay, I can just pick up teaching again because I like passing it on, but why do it to one individual at a time? Why not just, and why do it just by myself? Why not just ask? all my colleague, professional musician friends to, to help, you know? And that was what struck me the most that when I had the idea, I thought, oh, this is a good idea. And then I, I thought, okay, well, if I just Google it, I'll find out that this already exists like in multiple forms. And to my big surprise, it didn't, I thought, it was really strange that no one ever thought of doing that. If it, if it ends up the way it's in my head, like how I see it, then it, it will be very helpful for people who want to um, become metal musicians or just, you know, get the right information because it's so hard to get useful information in that big online bullshit jungle you know sometimes if i'm looking for a certain technique of a certain guitar player like i hear something like lately i just wanted to find out some eric johnson stuff he's not a metal guitar player but you know like rock and uh, i wanted to find out something about his playing and then i went online and i had to struggle myself like it, it was I went through so many tutorials, which were pointless or absolutely wrong. And, um, and that's been, you know, I've had that a lot of times. And I even have the, um, sheet music from back when I was around 15 from the G3 show he did with Steve I and, uh, Satriani. I have the sheet music. So what I did, because nowadays you can just slow down the video. So I, just watched his live video, slowed it down, looked at what his fingers were doing and listened to the sound in the meantime, you know, because the, the quality from back in the days was, was not that good. So, um, and then I had a look at that official sheet music book and it was full of mistakes. And so you see, like I paid, uh, I looked it up the other day. I, I paid around uh, 35 euros for that book. And it's full of mistakes. And that's not the only book um, that, that has this. So, so again, that's why I think it's really valuable if the, the composer or performer, if the musician is in front of the camera showing it to you. Because every time again, it's the best thing. If I want to learn something new and if I find the, the actual person who's playing it, teaching it, 
can be online on YouTube or anywhere, you know, that's always the best thing. And you have a quality control too, because everything exactly. you're going to be putting out is actually correct. And it's a worthy investment versus, you know, exactly. what you ended up having to pay for when you were younger and it wasn't even right. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Maybe not every musician is the best teacher. So to actually, like I said before, to actually talk about it and explaining it, it's, it's not easy, but you get, uh, part of the character of this person you get part of the reason why he or she is doing it this way and I think that is as important as actually like this is how you play riff A and this is how you do you know you can figure that out with the guitar taps as long as you see the person do it and explain a little about it and it doesn't need to be the best teacher in the world um, because just turn that principle around if you have the best teacher in the world, it doesn't mean that you're going to be the greatest music, musician yeah. in the world, right? So Yeah, you have to put your investment in as well on your exactly. passion. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what this, this such a lesson, lesson is capturing, not in essence, but it's there. You know, if I'm telling you, well, try this, try that. It's, you know, my, my character, I guess, speaking or... or trying to help you. Well, I think it's a really innovative way of teaching people and I'm and it works perfectly with how you live your daily life. I mean, it's not like you're you have to be in one specific place to teach people. You can be on the other side of the world and still be able to help other people learn how to play music, which is amazing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, my last question. I don't know if you have the answer to this yet, but do you have a sneak peek that you could provide of any future musicians that you're thinking about asking to offer lessons? Yeah, I do have the answer, but... <laughs> you can't say it yet? The thing is, yeah, I'm talking to a, a couple of uh, guitar players already. Okay. Uh, professional ones who are in, in big bands. Um, but the thing is, I, I'm not going to announce them yet because... There's copyrights publishing and all that. So there's some legal stuff and, and I don't want to like mention a name and then they can't figure that out or it doesn't work out and then people are uh, disappointed or something. But, you know, I just suggest that people subscribe to the newsletter or just follow me on the social media channels. And whenever something comes up, then, um, then I will let you know. And definitely, um, on my site, I'll make sure that I feature all of these links and all your your wonderful books that you've been reading that have helped you along the way. I'll have all of those on metalmavenpodcast.com for everybody to take a look through and learn a little bit more about College of Metal. Sure. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me today, Isaac. I really appreciate you taking time out of your out of your morning. <laughs> no worries. Who today is me? <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it so much. My pleasure. It was a pleasure really to talk to you. Good to hear you again. I know. It's been far too long, so I'm glad we could catch up. For more information on College of Metal and to purchase lessons, visit collegeofmetal.com. Be sure to sign up for Isaac's newsletter to receive updates on new content and special offers. 
Visit MetalMavenPodcast.com for links to Isaac's profiles, College of Metal videos, and read the full transcript of this interview. Thanks for tuning in, and be sure to subscribe to Metal Maven Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play.